it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on Ordinary Money. Welcome to episode 25 of the Award Travel 101 podcast from the original Facebook community created for miles and points enthusiasts. Our goal of this podcast and our community in general is to help you learn how to maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. And with that, my name is Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here with Angie Sparks. Hi, Joe. How are you? You ready for your trip? I'm super excited. I made some changes, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But let's get to our post of the week from Daniel Mark Adsit who recently did an around-the-world itinerary with eight stopovers in seven countries, including seven flights in business class, three in coach. What do you think of this epic trip? It was pretty impressive. I was impressed with all of his redemptions and everything he was able to do. One thing that really stood out to me was um, this particular sentence. I would describe my travel style as functional. I like comfort, but rarely stretch for ultra luxury and am perfectly happy in business and short hops and coach. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's my brother from another mother. (laughs) (laughs) This is me. So this is the kind of around the world trip that I would do. I would I would do something like this. He actually spent time in the places. It wasn't just a, I'm going to fly from here, get off the plane, get back on the plane, fly to here, get off the plane, get back on the plane. It was, it was a pretty epic trip. Kind of jealous. Yeah. It's something that I'm actually need to dive into a bit more because it's something that my dad and I are looking to do in some form or variation or another. And with one of the negative changes to Cathay Pacific's Asia miles, where they're going to devalue that program somewhat 20 to 30% or so come early October, I believe that is. I want to make sure whether that's the program or if I can do ANA or if I can kind of book some kind of other One World Alliance program through British Airways or who I'm going to piece all these things together. So I need to kind of take some tips from him and make sure that whatever it is that I end up doing, I am doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some news and enhanced offers. And there are some not so pleasant changes on the horizon. I feel like Debbie Downer this week. It's like all the news (laughs) that have us all negative stuff. There's just nothing cheery and happy. How do we reframe this so that it's happy news instead of not so happy news? But we have American Airlines and the City AA Executive Card. Tell us more. Okay, so I guess the happy news, the way we can phrase this, is that when they finish the relaunch, it's going to have a big elevated sign-up bonus of 100,000 points. Yay! And they've said that they're going to, you know... make improve the food and the offerings that they have in the lounges. So no more just carrot sticks and Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. You actually can get some, you know, nice things out of it. The problem is this card, which already had, you know, a decent annual fee as it was, the annual fee is going up even more. It is still less than if you were to buy an Admirals Club membership outright. 
But the big benefit to that card previously was that you got like up to 10 free authorized users and they didn't have a full membership, but they were able to access Admirals Clubs. They were able to bring in a guest. It was awesome. I'm actually an authorized user on my cousin's card. And now they're going to increase the annual fee on the card itself. And the, they're taking a page out of Amex's book. And the first three authorized users are $175. But then every authorized user after that is another $175. Ooh. So, you know, and they're raising the price to actually just buy a day pass to get into an Admiral's Club. And I don't know about your airport, but the one we have here, it is not all that. <laughs> and it's right next door to the Priority Pass restaurant. So I do not foresee continuing to be an authorized user on this card or getting it for myself now. Yeah, I think this is going to definitely impact those who've had the so-called free ride for a long time because this card with these 10 uh, no-cost authorized users, lots of people have been accessing Admirals Clubs for next to nothing and uh, or nothing. And right. uh, they definitely want to reduce the crowding in these lounges. That's been a big problem and complaint amongst many frequent travelers. So that's something that I think this will kind of curb. But for those of us who've had the card, and I am not one of them, and nor do I have an American lounge in my home airport, but it's something that I'm definitely looking at for the future because I see some other positives uh, that we'll dig into maybe more in the future with some of the changes to our next negative feature as well, which is tied to this, the all these changes coming up is that they ditched the booking AA hotels and Rocket Miles. So Rocket Miles and Rocket Holdings, who was the partner behind all of this, they have nerfed the program. So a lot of people were effectively using their hotel stays to buy American Miles as well as loyalty points, which gets you higher status that Mike and I had kind of talked about last week. And we talked about, is it worth the push to executive platinum status or any status at all for that matter? But you could definitely do this with some hotel stays. And is this something you had been using at all, Angie? Not a whole lot. I, you know, I mentioned previously that I did book our hotel when we're going to go see the Komodo Dragons. I booked that through Rocket Miles because they were all independent hotels. So I might as well get something else out of it. But it wasn't one of the big, you know, 50,000 points and, you know, night hotels. I think I got 2000 AA miles on it, but it was the exact hotel I wanted. So I got, I got a little something extra out of it, but. Yeah, I know a lot of people were kind of complaining in the American Airlines and loyalty point groups yesterday morning when they started looking to book and all of a sudden they'd gone from several thousand miles per hotel to, you know, a few hundred miles right. per hotel. And of course, the if you're a, a co-branded cardholder, there are some improvements there. So you can get higher amounts, but it looks like it's capped at 15,000 miles for a total reservation, which if you have a lot of short stays, it might be better. It doesn't look so. It looks like it's still best case scenario, maybe 50% as good as it was before. But, you know, those lo longer, larger stays, I actually have one myself, like you mentioned, and I had just booked it sometime earlier this week. 
And I booked it for my son and me for our Vegas trip. It was a 50,000 mile booking. So I'm getting 50,000 advantage miles along with 50,000 loyalty points. And actually, because I had crested the 60,000 loyalty point mark, one of my bonuses is that there's 20% extra. So I will actually earn 55,000 loyalty points. And that was one of the perks of that. So that should hit Platinum Pro for me and keep me going for that. And I guess I was considering whether it's worth going on to Executive Platinum or not. And this probably helps make that decision for me whether I wanted to it to or not. Well, so the next negative Nelly thing to talk about, this is this is more in, in your wheelhouse here. I've never jumped on this, the merry-go-round status match from this, but Hyatt and MGM are breaking up. Yeah, this is bad news for many because the partnership was kind of a, a really beneficial thing for anybody who had stays, especially at in Las Vegas, where you could book really inexpensive nights and get Hyatt Elite credits. So, you know, I, I have a couple stays where I was able to book and effectively get a couple of comp nights tied to paid night. And they are ending this September 30th. So if you had looked to get some Hyatt Elite nights and book this way, this is kind of bad news for you because this was a partnership that you could do status matching and you could get merry-go-rounds, you could do all kinds of things. And this is part of what really got me into the game back back in 2018, 2019. I started realizing that you could do these matches between the casinos and the hotels. IHG has a partnership with a couple hotels in Vegas. You have Caesars and Wyndham. They have their partnership, which is you know, still kind of going, it's been on, on its last legs. And so we don't know if that's going to come to an end, but you, if you were explorist or globalist, you could match to MGM gold, you could get resort fees, waived, free parking, some benefits and things that could be useful for your stays in Vegas. And if you were a frequent traveler to Vegas, certainly it was beneficial that in early 2022, you were able to get those resort fees waived and staged inexpensively at different MGM resort properties and effectively collect cheap Hyatt elite night credits towards globalist status. Yeah. doesn't affect me. Well, and they <laughs> didn't give much notice on this either. Cause I think it was like you had, you know, two days to go ahead and do your matching of your Hyatt status to MGM. If you hadn't previously, previously done that. And it was like, Oh, well, should I do this? Like, yeah. I haven't done it yet. (laughs) A couple of days to do that. But as far as if you were already matched, the partnership still continues on through the end of September. Right. Which again, so you'll have those credits, but for a lot of people who had really pushed this and, you know, had a lot of stays in Las Vegas, they were collecting really a lot of Hyatt nights, which they're going to lose. So time to explore the award travel field for new ways to hit Hyatt globalist status. I have faith someone's going to find another <laughs> another way to do this. <laughs> Let's talk about something fun. Let's yeah, talk about fun trips. stuff. Trip updates. Angie, what's new? Yay. Well, we're just back from the beach. We went over to the beach while our house was tented. And other than 
the dead squirrel in the attic, which we have to figure <laughs> out how that happened, and a lot of damaged landscaping. Ugh, such a pain. It went well. All was good. We had a really nice time over at the beach. We actually, although my I got sunburned, you would think living here as long as I have, but and it was on my left foot. Just my left foot. So that was, that was not good. It looks really odd right now. Um, but it was, it was very nice. It's one of those, you know, it's a necessary evil that we have to deal with down here. So at least being able to go and stay at a beach and not just having to stay at some, you know, econo lodge around the corner from our house made it a little bit better. So that was good. And we are turning around and leaving for the beach again. And this one's going to be. A combination meeting for my husband and he'll go do meetings and conferences during the day and I'll lay on the beach and use the very, very nice fitness center at this hotel. And then we'll have really nice dinners at night. And then we turn around and we are going to Indiana to see family and go to his high school reunion. Yay. So it'll be good. But the other trip, I might have another safari booked. What? Well, I have one booked. Let's just say I did book it. This is probably not going to happen, I'll just say. But so Marriott just opened a new hotel in Kenya in the Masai Mara. And it's all inclusive, two game drives per day. And it's available on points. And there was availability in early May. And three of my award travel friends were all like, Let's book it before all the bloggers start talking about it and there is no award availability. So there's four couples currently and we have booked it five nights. So the fifth night's free and I think it was 300 some odd thousand points for five nights. And this is a resort that typically goes for several thousand dollars per night, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And so it's like an incredible value of Marriott Bonvoy points. It is. And it's, it's beautiful. I looked at the, the pictures. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And you know, and P2 didn't go with me when I went on my safari. And I've always said, you know, I'm not going to go back to the same country, but this is another country. And I'm like, well, okay, let me see if I can find flights. I'll be darned if I was not able to immediately find flights over. I haven't done anything with the way back because I would have to transfer points. And, you know, it's a long way to go for just five nights. So we might do something else. But it's very up in the air. But I already had the Bonvoy points. I already had the United points. It's an example of Mike's favorite thing, book early, book often. And I grabbed it while I could. So. I don't yeah. know. We'll and see. If, if you had some risk certificates or Bonvoy Brilliant certificates, you could have uh, probably booked this either on those or with those plus some points for a couple extra nights too. I could have, but I think five nights is going to be enough there as it is. That was the one thing with the safari that I did is we went to a bunch of different parks and moved around a lot. I think five nights will be more than sufficient because I actually do. I have an 85K cert. I easily could have used it for here. No, so we'll see. I I don't recommend anybody hold their breath that this trip is going to happen, but it's booked. There you go. And I told, and I did. I told my son about it though. And he goes, well, you know, if, if dad doesn't want to go, I, I really would want to go. I'm like, no, I just went. I don't want to go again. This is for him. <laughs> so we'll see. Anyway, how about you? What's going on? We know you got a big trip coming up. Yeah. So getting ready, getting packed. By the time this episode airs, I'll actually be getting packed to come home. The Interesting thing is we've talked in the past about how I 
booked a trip to Carambola on the St. Croix with mm-hmm. using Marriott Bonvoy points as well. It's interesting. How is this coming back to light where we're talking about Marriott uh, Bonvoy again? I wonder if there's more fun things lined up. But one of the big complaints I had is that I couldn't find any awards that I was willing to pay for. And typically what that means is there's no economy awards under 15,000 miles per person. Right. So, you know, if they start getting over 15,000 points per person, anywhere I deem domestic and the Caribbean is close enough to domestic to me that I deem that as such, that I'm not willing to pay anymore. And it was like 50, 60,000 miles per person one way in economy. And that's a definite no for me. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. We're still quite many months away from that. But I was peeking on there because Thrifty Traveler had sent out an award alert and a member had sent something to me that, hey, there were some cheap prices to there and it didn't have those dates listed, but it happened to be that there were some flights. So I I found some for exactly 15,000 miles per person. Oh, wow. Perfect. So I have, and it's on the exact day that my, my reservation starts, which is like shocking that that works out that way. No but kidding. The flights back aren't there, so I'll have to worry about that closer in. <laughs> or you just move there. <laughs> you can work remote, right? <laughs> I canceled a bunch of trips and flights. And one of the negatives, I guess, about being in this community is seeing all the things that you can do. And so I had a whole, I probably cancel more trips than many people ever book. But, yeah. you know, I canceled a couple of Delta flights I'd had booked on Virgin Miles had canceled some AA flights I had booked on British Airways. And the biggest one that was sad to go is I had a JAL F seat booked on American Miles that I had to ditch along with all of this stuff just because we have some other things that we planned in its place. And so I'll get there eventually. It'll be something that happens, but I had to let that go. So the final piece of everything for trips and trip updates is that I canceled all of my award bookings to Mexico, canceled my flights to rebook on the same flights with cash. And this is something that, you know, we don't often talk about. We do talk about book early, book often, check your, and I think on our tip, one of our past tips was garden your reservations and keep checking. And I had a specific reason though. It's like some people, and I I asked this question in award travel 201 regarding what people think their United miles are worth. And brought up some interesting discussions on you know what it was, but the value of the miles that I had booked became under one cent per mile. And oh, I'm not gosh. earning anything either. So there's always award fees and taxes on Caribbean, Mexico. There are some of the more expensive awards that you can book. And with that in mind, I just said, this it doesn't make sense to me anymore. So I canceled both one ways and rebooked cash one ways. And the reason I did oh. that was to take advantage of plus points, which is United's upgrade instrument. And I split the PNR, which is called the reservation. It's the passenger name record. And uh, that's something that that's the code, the six-digit code you get. So whenever you book an airline, there's, they're going to give you a six-digit code. Say, this is what all the, you need to find your reservation. Cancel those uh, on the awards, rebooked with cash, split them. And I split them because I didn't have enough plus points of my own to 
utilize these plus points. Plus points are an upgrade certificate, something that will get you upgraded faster. I applied them to my wife and son's reservation to make sure that they were able to be upgraded. But then I took my daughter and me and because the Caribbean and Mexico are considered domestic as far as United is concerned, I am Mm -hmm. complimentary upgrade eligible. So CPU is what a lot of people in the United community say is certified complimentary premier upgrade award. And I said, I'm going to take the risk based on the fact that half the cabin in first was empty. And I found out that when the upgrade list came out, that my wife was number one and two, and that I, my daughter and me were number five and six. So Uh. last night, just before we went to bed, my wife texted me and says, hey, actually, she didn't text me. She was in the other room and she yelled over. (laughs) I told her to text me originally because I said, if I'm working, just text me as soon as you get this so I can move and take her seat that way that somebody didn't grab that close to my daughter. But she yelled out to me, hey, my flight was just upgraded. So I went to start changing the flight and move myself into her seat and it aired out. And it aired oh. out because I got upgraded got as upgraded. well. <laughs> so we were, nice. we were pretty excited about that. And then I have to give a shout out to the United Mileage Plus 1K and Global Services community, the Facebook community. A lot of people have plus points expiring Come July 31st, United had extended them from January 31st to July 31st for many people. A lot of people have them expiring now, and there are a lot of people in that community. If you're 1K or Global Services or Lifetime Elite, which is a 1 million miler or higher, where they're giving away their plus points. So I had a nice person from overseas who gifted me 80 plus points. And I used that this morning as there were PZ space, open, upgraded my wife and son. And I'm now number one and two on the upgrade list over a week out. So we'll see how that goes. Angie, what bonuses did we get? I'm waiting for everything to post. So minimum spend has been met. I'm just waiting for statements to close and payments to post and things like that. And so I will have a big old chunk of AA miles from the three AA cards that we've gotten. Um, Got Hilton points and I'm waiting for my uh, Chase Inc. Unlimited uh, bonus to post. But what's more exciting is P2 is finally has a Chase business card. I went ahead and I warned him ahead of time that he might have to make the phone call because every time we've applied for a Chase business card for him, we get the, we need to talk to you message. I'm like, just never mind. And this isn't going to happen. But I warned him. I'm like, okay, you know, I've been using a lot of ultimate rewards. We need some more. I'm not eligible for any more cards. Be prepared. You're going to have to call. So I, I went ahead and he applied for the Chase Sync Business Preferred with the new reduced spend for the 100,000 points using my referral link even and got the, you know, well, we'll let you know. I went over, I logged into the email account that I use for like all of our credit card stuff and I'll be darned, it was immediately right there approved. So I have no idea what the credit limit is because his income for his business is not very generous. So no idea on the credit limit. Hopefully we can hit it and hit this minimum spend without having to cycle a whole lot. And now it's kind of like, okay, so we've got that one. So what do I get next? And I'm I'm still kind of 
stymied on what I should get next. But You were uh, going to be surprised, but I talked to an War Travel 101 member recently who has more chase cards than me, and I have 14 or 15. And uh, this member told me they have 19 cards. So we still have wow. a ways to go, I guess. I guess. I did I did make a list of all the cards that we had, you know, both personal business for me and for him. And I don't want to say the number. It's really <laughs> it doesn't even include authorized users or anything. No, I'm just saying from a one to one, I don't think uh, there's too many people who have as many cards individually. I'm not talking about collectively. Like my wife has three or four cards as well. And I right. have 14 or 15, but I've, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say they had more chase cards than me. So Wow. I need to make more money before they'll give me any more cards, <laughs> though, I think. That member said, hey, you still have a ways to go. You still have a few more you can get. You, you've got, you can get at least five more. So, Oh, gosh. So how about you? What have you gotten? I mentioned last time that my wife ended up applying for the Barclays AA card. The tech, obviously, was an issue, although the the fee did post immediately. So we paid that off and she did her one charge. Actually, she's done a few charges since, but she her miles have finally posted. So uh, I, I was seeing some data points that there was a way to uh, still do that Hilton offer, which was really good. And she was, again, as I mentioned before, declined. We tried it again, got her approved this time. And Yay! so she's getting 130,000 Hilton honors points plus a free night award certificate uncapped for finishing that sign up bonus or welcome offer. So that's pretty exciting. And we'll see when we get back from our trip, what's next. I'm thinking we're, we'll both be in a position to maybe try out those inks. So we'll see if we can get another, you know, 100, 200,000 ultimate rewards points. Okay, fingers crossed. Now we're ready for what are points worth? And that is going to be our highlight main feature for today. And it's somewhat subjective. I have it's something that, you know, we could always look at and say one person's trash is another's treasure. But uh, it's something that we have to understand that there are different valuations. And when we have the questions, what's what are the best miles or best points to have in the community? What is the answer that you're going to give, Angie? <clears throat> it depends. <laughs> <laughs> we we say that a lot. We say we it depends. We say that a lot. You know, and, and I look at it, I think I look at it differently than you do. And if I'm going on a girl's trip or I'm going on a trip with just, you know, one of my kids or something like that, I'm going to try and use points as much as I possibly can. Cuts back on the cuts down on some of the whining and complaining from the other people at home that are not going on the trips. If I'm like, I'm not spending any money. Look, I don't like to waste my points because, you know, they they can be very hard to earn. But at the same time, if I can use points and save the cash for a nice dinner or the activities, doing things, I'd rather do that. You know, I've mentioned before one of my big pet peeves is when people will show, oh, you know, here, this is how much you could book this one-way business class flight that I'm going to book tomorrow. It would cost this much, and I use this many points. I'm like, never in the history of the planet 
I mean, I'm sure there's there's somebody out there because there's always somebody <laughs> out there who would who would pay that amount, you know. But they're they're not us. They're not me. So it's just it's that's a it's a silly number to me. It's like no, it's one thing to say, okay, this is how much a round trip business class ticket would cost, you know, to get from point A to point B and back to point A again, and compare that to the total number of points. I think that's valid. I probably, again, would never actually pay that though, because I never did fly business classes until I started playing this game, but I stayed in nice hotels and paid cash for those. So I, I just take all these, you know, with a grain of salt. My, my floor is kind of what can I use them for through the portal? What could I use them for if I cashed out my membership rewards points with Charles Schwab, which would be the absolute lowest amount that I would ever accept for those? Yeah. And I have a hard time with that because, you know, I look at it and I have multiple ways of looking at it. So this is why it always depends. You know, <laughs> it depends on how you're looking at it. And, you know, coming from the math background and economics and business that I have and almost became a math teacher. I just look at it and this is part of the game that is interesting to me. It's like, what is it worth? And I know this was a question I asked. This was a question that everybody wants to know. What are my points worth? Mm -hmm. And it really depends, you know, what you can find. Are you going to always find the best redemption? No, but on an average basis, what are the points going to be worth? And Award Wallet has a specific tool that can help you see what the value others are getting in the community. So whether you look at a specific flight, a hotel, you know, some specific airline miles, anything of that nature, Award Wallet has a tracking tool. And it's not going to be perfect because there's different methodologies that go into these calculations. And for example, one of the things that Award Wallet has been criticized of is that the numbers are too high. And it's not because the numbers are too high that we're inflating them and saying, hey, look at this particular airline miles or this particular credit card point. These are taken off of the average redemptions based on members of Award Wallet. And that's something that is real data. The problem is, is that that data is skewed high because the average Award Wallet member, Award Travel 101, Award Travel 201 member is going to have greater education and how to utilize these for better value. So, right. you know, the average person using their points is probably going to go use the portal for 1.25 cents or 1.15, you know, cash out or something like that. They're not going to be looking into all these different transfer partners and which is the best airline or which is the best hotel to do these things. So, you have to use that as a guideline and know that whatever is on a word wallet is probably going to be a bit higher than you see on other blogs. You can certainly use other blogs to figure out what they say, frequent miler, one mile at a time, TPG, view from the wing. All of these blogs have valuations of what those miles and points are worth. And you're going to pretty much see that they all are fairly close to each other. And this is an idea for what is an average value of return. And my average value of return may be higher or lower than yours, but that's going to be based on what I want to accomplish. And so for me, I look at these and I break them down and I say, we have 
the same things we talked about last time we we spoke we talked about our favorite flexible points currencies we talked about our favorite airline mire our favorite hotels and i look at them and say what could i buy them for what can i redeem them for and what happens if i pay cash because if i pay cash and it turns out that it was cheaper to pay cash and that i'm going to earn a a whole ton of points than buying points outright that's kind of my gauge. What do you, mm-hmm. you know, how do you kind of approach that? I'm not as analytical as you are. I, I, I guess I don't run the numbers or anything like that, but I have just kind of an overall knowledge of how much something should cost in terms of how many points I would need for a business class flight to Europe, how many points I need for a domestic economy flight. And if the cash price is dirt cheap. Like I need a positioning flight up to Chicago before we go to Bali. And I've got a Google alert set. And the cheapest flight keeps coming back is Spirit for $42. <laughs> Even though I'm Spirit Gold now, <laughs> I still don't think I could do it. But there's there's an American flight and it's it's less than $100. It's pretty cheap, but it's a basic economy American yeah. flight. Well, I don't want a basic economy. I mean, I've got a credit card. I've got, you know, all that stuff that's going to kind of make it not as painful, but I still want a decent seat. So it the price keeps going up and keeps going up. And it's like, you know what? I've got the points. I've got it booked right now through British Airways. And every time I get that Google alert, I'm like, yeah, but should I change it? Is it worth it or not? So it's more one of those I kind of eyeball what the cash price is, what they're asking for in terms of the amount of points that you would need. It may not be the greatest redemption, but it's the one that I'm happy with it. I accept the what the pricing is and it fits the dates and the times and the itinerary that I need. So I'm going to present this in our show notes, some of the data on some of the different programs so that members can kind of see what the different awards are given from award wallet and award wallet has hundreds of thousands of data points to pull from in all of this information. So they have a lot of information on there, but I'm going to give you a little bit of my methodology and just for somebody who can't eyeball it like you can, you've had years of experience to kind of see the evolution of these programs and how they've changed. But we also know that there's a baseline and we have to establish where that baseline is. And there are plenty of cashback credit cards that have no annual fee. That's 2%. So that's kind of my baseline. It's like, if I can't get two cents per mile and I add to that actually, because two cents per mile is going to in general. And again, keeping in mind, this is a, a generalization. This isn't all points because we've We know that all points have different values. A Hilton point is not going to be the same as a Hyatt point. There, a Chase point is not going to be the same as a thank you point. It depends on how you use it. There's that word again. It depends. It depends. (laughs) You know, it depends on where these things are used. But if you're looking at it 2%, most, most airline, hotel, any kind of programs have some kind of rebate. You, you're earning miles, you're earning points on those cash stays. And they generally vary, but they're somewhere between five and 10%. So at 10%, that means I need to earn, I need to be able to redeem and 
point, a flexible point or an airline mile, something in the ballpark of about 2.2 cents per mile or point. And again, there can be variations. Like if you're earning, this is like one-to-one. What we're not accounting for in a lot of cases is that there are sign-up bonuses. I'm just looking at it from everyday spend. And so again, this is another, it depends. If you're using an Amex Gold at the grocery store and earning four points per dollar, and those points are now worth two, let's say you're you're only redeeming them for one and a half cents a point. That's still a 6% return. That's better than a 2% cash back card. So there, there are all these little things you, you have to kind of build up your knowledge base and have to have a little bit of understanding for to say, I'm just going to eyeball it. I don't expect brand new listeners or brand new members to the Award Travel 101 Facebook community to know what's the best deal. But I, I use that two cents per two cents per mile, two cents per point as a generalization to kind of come back with what's the what's the baseline. And that's whenever I'm making recommendations, it's always based on that. Because why spend thousands of dollars on rewards cards if you're only going to get 0.9 cents per mile? Right. So right. that's a, a baseline. We'll put more information in the show notes with that. And we're not going to dig into what every single particular program is going to be worth because again, there is no, no exact science to this answer. It's going to always be, it depends on how you use them, but you can certainly use them for incredible redemptions. Of course, I'm not going to pay $15,000 for Lufthansa first class, <laughs> but I'll pay 70 some thousand points to fly it. So, you know, that was exactly. a, a fun thing to do. So with that, Angie, I think that about wraps up our discussion here for episode 25 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Tell listeners where they can find us. For questions, you can find us in the free 96,000 plus member Award Travel 101 community. For questions, you can find us in the free 97,000 plus member Award Travel 101 community on Facebook. And if you want to jump into some more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community is filled with many members who love digging into the weeds, looking for ways to get more outsized value. To book some time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, check out our Award Travel one-on-one consulting service. You can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com for any questions you'd like aired on the podcast. If learning in person is more your style, you can check out our next meetup or register now. Unfortunately, the next meetup is Minneapolis in August and it is sold out. We do have a wait list though, but We are in the works for the first meetup for 2024, destination to be revealed at a later time. And we appreciate your support in the Award Travel 101 community and on the Award Travel 101 podcast. If you're interested in checking out some of the cards, check out the show notes for links to those. And again, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Safe travels. Thanks. You too. Have a good trip. Bye.